0: Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Season's greetings and welcome once again to a spooky edition of the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Allen. I am JP Moser. And we're here to celebrate the greatest and spookiest <laughs> songs we are in awful. modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we <laughs> think they're awesome, <laughs> and why you should too. <laughs> JP, how you doing? I'm today, doing man? fantastic.
1: We're not dressed up; it's Halloween, but we're recording it a little early. Yeah, uh, this is a Halloween treat for you guys. Um, I'm doing fantastic. We're uh, the song we're covering. Um, I'll just jump out there and say it. It's a Crazy Train. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. All aboard! There you go. There you go. Remind me to do an all aboard thing here later. I just remember that. Um, 1963, four Princeton students stopped a train. By pulling a car onto the train tracks, okay, so they stop this train, okay? They then go onto the train and pick four dates off the train with guns with like cap guns. They're like blanks. okay? And they steal these four girls and they drive off or ride off on horseback. What? That's freaking crazy. I I just I, I was looking up, I just looked up random train story. I was just like random train story, and I read three. And that one was the one that that took my fancy. That is a crazy. I, train That's story. a crazy train story. Wow. 1963 Princess students. That's heroic. That's. I think they got arrested. And obviously, I was going to say, why is that heroic? It's not they, heroic at all. But it's pretty freaking cool. They're like, you're my date. It's
0: Get, ad- adventurous. adventurous. I'll give you adventurous. Illegal. Yes. Little dark. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah, so all there right. you go. Has nothing to do. Nothing with, at all other than it has the word train. Yeah, and it's it, crazy. And it's crazy. It, it is crazy. Happy Halloween, sure. guys. Happy <laughs> Halloween. Happy
0: Halloween. Let's get to the uh let's get to the Prince of Darkness himself. I know. Here's a little Ozzy Osbourne crazy train. I said that. <laughs> You know y'all all sang that at home.
1: Everybody, yeah, did everybody it. did it. Everybody air vibra slapped. <laughs> Some Christian boys that do not have Aussie on our knuckles, and uh, we celebrated Hallelujah nights. Oh come on, growing up, but uh, we wanted an excuse to do this this particular jam, so we do it on Halloween. You just right? did the Michael Jackson Thriller uh, at the beginning of the video. Wish- <laughs> That's right. Don't uh, this. Is, we this, don't condone this in no way endorses a belief in the occult. I know, yeah. right? That's yeah. awesome. Okay. Anyway, uh, jump in there. Ozzy Osbourne, uh, Ozzy Crazy Train. Crazy Crazy Train. From the 1980 album
0: Blizzard of Blizzard Oz. Blizzard of Oz. I don't know if that's a great title or, or the an freaking awful stupidest thing i I've ever I like it. I, I, I feel it. I think for the time, it worked well, uh-huh, right? Yeah. Blizzard of Oz. Um, it sounds like the kind of title that like Jason Mraz would come up with.
1: You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel
0: like you'd do Blizzard of Mraz uh, or something. like. yeah. And it would work. It would no, be okay. It'd be cool. Here's uh, what
1: little I knew about him I didn't realize he got fired from Black Sabbath. You know what? I didn't either. Look at that! Yeah. Hallelujah! Not yeah. <laughs> coming at you. We are qualified to talk about Ozzy Osbourne, though. For those yeah, we we're, we're versed. I ate a bat for breakfast. <laughs> I didn't have Count Chocula. No, I didn't, but I should have. That's
0: great. Uh, so, from the 1980 album *Blizzard of Oz*, Ozzy's first solo album after being fired from Black Sabbath. Man. Um, and I'm sure we will talk more about that because <laughs> <'cause> it's spooky. <laughs> Happy Halloween! <everyone>. Yes.
1: <laughs> We're going to do that way too much.
0: Yeah, I'm going to do. I'm going to go later into just Paul Bearer from the
1: Undertaker, <laughs> his his manager. Yeah. My Undertaker. Oh. <laughs> I got scared at the Dollar General this week because <laughs> my wife walked me down the crazy witch aisle, the one that jumps out and goes, <laughs> and I threw I threw mouthwash, I threw mouthwash in the air, and my wife loved it. She intentionally walked me past the scary witch to just watch me go. What in the world? Throw a mouthwash in the Dollar General? So there you go. Fantastic. Sorry to the young lady in aisle three that had to clean up the busted green mouthwash because oh, I threw it God. because I got scared from the witch. I apologize.
0: Amazing. Now I feel fantastic. <laughs> um all right. This is written by Ozzy Osbourne, Bob Daisley. More on him later. Just okay. do some Bob Daisley Robert information. John? You know it. Yeah. And and Randy Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the many, many, many great guitar players who gone was too soon. Killed at an early age, yeah. uh, tragically. Man, gosh, seems like we keep talking about this lately. Um interesting thing, right off the bat here. This song uh, owes its feel, at least in part, according to guitarist Greg Leon, uh, who replaced Randy Rhodes in Quiet Riot. Are we all together now? <laughs> Greg Leon, who replaced Randy Rhodes in Quiet Riot uh, before Randy joined Ozzy, said that, at least in part, this song is. Uh, uh, owes owes part of its feel to Steve Miller's Swingtown.
1: Yeah, I put him as an honorable mention in the Meet the Band section because yeah. of
0: that. But. Did you take a listen? Let's I a listen.
1: I can I'm familiar with the song, but I can't hear the sped up part that they speak of. Here can you is. point it out? Yeah, so find it for me basically,
0: I basically, what he said is that they were sitting around and he was like, "Man, listen to this! Listen to this! How cool it is if you speed up this Steve Miller riff." Um, and um, and then Randy Rhodes took off and played what is the iconic riff to crazy train after they were kind of jamming on this. So my my opinion is, let me play a little bit of Swingtown. Here's Swingtown by Steve
1: Miller. Know the song.
0: So if you think of this as the verse, if you think
1: Okay. All right. Thank you for helping. That's how it goes. Thanks for helping with
0: Yeah. So they were just saying if you play that a little faster, it's that, it's this sort of, um, uh, theoretically speaking, it's a, it's like a one chord and a four chord and a five chord all dancing over the one. Okay. You know what I mean? In that syncopated way. So if you think about, that. I was trying
1: to do something with it. Yeah trying to figure out how that fit I was like I don't hear that at all I was given yes that song if you let it
0: play a little farther through sorry here's the part of that song you might actually know I didn't know it before then but then when it gets to this riff
1: trying to do something with that and i'm like Uh, i I don't get it
0: yeah thank you for helping with that well i i was waiting for something that sounded like and i was like this is not there and i was like oh it's just the feel it's Uh not the actual riff not the riff it's It's the 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 song yeah the under song yeah so then so so they so this song crazy train started with basically with the verse feel and then randy rhodes added some monster and yeah. and that riff that riff for the bridge so that that makes more sense so it's it's funny though that crazy train came from a steve miller riff i know right it's weird to think that yeah. way like you wouldn't you don't think randy rhodes is sitting around listening to steve miller uh-huh. you know what yeah. i mean but hey whatever man um game recognized game you know <laughs> uh a few thoughts on this from me and then i'll let i know you have a ton of info on this so i just have a, a few thoughts from this Number one, the first thing I always think on this is I'm disappointed by the sound of the drums. Okay. Always. I like I love this song, mm-hmm. but I always want the drums to be bigger and deeper. Okay. okay. And I know it's 1980, you know what I mean? So it's not gonna while sound while you mentioned
1: it. Let's hear a little drums okay. so I hear what you're speaking of All real right, quick yeah. so that I can be critical with you or say <laughs> sure in agreement. <laughs>
0: Where the tom's coming in. I guess he does a little fill here in like a second. There, it's just I just want something more. I just want them to be a little deeper, a little, I don't know, a little meatier, but it's kind of it's still. Um, that sort of Black Sabbathy drum sound, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So I, I, I get it. Like it's he, he's still in that thing where your first venture as a solo artist, it's got to feel enough like what people know you for. Yeah, you don't want to. I get it. You know what I mean. So and this is the opening track to to Blizzard of Oz. I think mm-hmm. is that right? Yeah. Um. So one or two. I get it. So it, anyway, it's yeah. Um. So also. For the first fifteen years that I knew this song, um, the transition to a major key for the verse really bothered me. Really, like I, because that guitar riff is mean, N- nasty. Right? That it, yeah. guitar riff is serving a life sentence uh-huh. for murder, <laughs> and then it gets happy.
1: Yeah, and, and then, then it, it smiles.
0: I'm like, what is this? Why did we just do this? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I I did not understand. I've grown to be fine with it. Okay, I, like it, before, it was a thing of where I could appreciate
1: both parts separately. separately. You just didn't want them in the same song. I didn't want them
0: together. Yeah, uh, I did keep them separated. I um, you know, yeah. So now I'm fine. I've I've reconciled that. You know, but uh, yeah. Before I just didn't understand because that riff is there are riffs. And then there are riffs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's a riff. Yeah. Like the crazy chain riff is it's low. I like a good low yeah, it's riff. It's low, it's mean. Uh-huh. The tone is incredible. I don't know. Do you I, I don't know if you have stuff on what he was using? I'm sure he was using a Jackson Dinky uh XL or something, but uh but as far as his amp, it sounds like something like a Mesa, you know, something rectified or something. I don't know. Um but anyway, it's just incredibly mean. Um, and then and then it goes to that ding, ding, ding,
1: ding, ding, the Steve Miller riff. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It goes to the Steve Miller riff. We've already established that Steve Miller is just a cool dude being cool, you know? Uh, it went from somebody wearing all black to somebody wearing a leisure suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. Um you know,
0: it works though. And I do love I do love that kind of chord progression. It's a very Van Halen-esque mm-hmm. chord progression, uh, as far as like, for example, uh I, you know, I said it's kind of one four and five chords dancing over the one. Right, the one is staying on the on the bass here. Let me play a little bit of uh, let's say, and this came after that. But let me play a little bit of "Dance the Night Away" by Van okay. Halen. Um, it's this same kind of progression. It's all sort of... Now there, that, the, the bass is moving Maybe as well, but, but as far as the guitar riff goes, it's kind of keeping a one on the bottom and it, moving those chords around it. And I really like that sound in general. On, on guitar, on keys, it's nice. It gives, a, it gives a certain sweetness. Pedal tone. Yeah, it's pedal tone. Um, so yeah, I like that. Um, more thoughts for me. I just learned, like I was today years old when I learned <laughs> that it's millions of people living as foes. I always thought it was Fools. Oh, yeah. I always thought it was, which uh, Foes rhymes better and it makes more sense thematically within the Uh song. But I, you know, I'd never paid that much attention to the lyrics. Uh Um, Last thing he listens to. Yeah. So living as Foes.
1: People living as Foes. I just thought
0: it was fools said said in a british way you know
1: look it up and read it sang in the brummy accent brummy accent i've never heard that but he's from uh birmingham right yeah birmingham not alabama birmingham england birmingham england uh album monster album ranked ninth on the greatest metal albums of all time wow number nine do you have the rest i got a bunch of heavy hitters around it number eight megadeth peace sales but who's buying number 10 pantera Vulgar display of power, but then I'm going to jump down to the top five because Black Sabbath has two in the top five. Okay, oh, which wow. I think is you know Ozzy beats Ozzy, I huh. guess. So number five is Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath. Number one, Black Sabbath Paranoid album, okay. which has War Pigs, Paranoid, and Iron Man. Yeah, so that's the number one sure. as re- as ranked by Rolling Stone. Uh, a little different guitarist than Tony Yomi there. Um, yeah, most of the songs on this album were written in Wales, not the animal. Okay. But the place, yeah, <laughs> right. uh, uh, yeah, not written inside of inside Wales. Inside of Wales, yes. Um, <laughs> other hit on this album's Mr. Crowley. Um, I wasn't as super familiar with it. Yeah. Mr. Crowley I know that, uh, yo, y'all Aussie fans out there are like, come on, Mr. Crowley. Yeah.
0: My, come on. My Aussie and Sabbath knowledge is spotty. Uh huh. You know what I I know mean? the hits. Yeah. I know the hits. And I know, you know, I've got a couple of Aussie songs from his like 90s run that I dig. Um, I like No More Tears. But
1: that's, I know that it's... Yeah, and long- see, that's
0: one that I don't even really... Yeah. I mean, whatever. I, I love... Um, Mom, I'm Coming Home? Nah, <laughs> I don't really mess with that. i tell you the one I did love, and I don't know why. I liked Dreamer, the okay. one that was yeah. basically... He was like, you know, what if I just wrote Imagine? Uh-huh. Yeah, like, he's <laughs> like, this is you know? metal John Lennon. Yeah, but. and uh, i tell you the one I really liked, though, from that 90s run was uh, I Just Want You... I don't ask much. I just want I you. He had a cool video where he had like a bunch of heads lined up. They're all molds of his face, making weird faces and stuff. Anyway, I, I dig that one. I really dig that. Some Zach Wild era. Uh, yeah, Ozzy. Yeah. Um, interesting thing about this album that it is multi-platinum in sales. You know, and it sold several million copies, um, but it had no top forty hits. Really? So like the songs that you named from it and, it, and it had several singles, but none of them hit the top 40. Wow. Yeah, it's really interesting, right? Body
1: of work. Yeah. This is what they look at. And yeah. That it's uh, it's Aussie yeah. on there. Um, I've got a meet the band section. Hey, let's go ahead let's and meet them. Let's jump on in and meet them. Yeah, Talk let's to do for it for a while.
0: Hey, let's meet the band.
1: It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. All right, we're going to meet the band of uh, Ozzy Osbourne that played on Blizzard of Oz. John Michael Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. On vocals, solely vocals. He's there to sing. The Prince of Darkness uh, was fired for drug and alcohol problems from Black Sabbath, which we talked about that. Yep. Released 11 albums after Black Sabbath, and seven of them went multi-platinum. A pretty good ratio, pretty solid. Other nickname? I didn't know this either. Till I was doing this homework, the Godfather of heavy metal. Had you heard that? I I saw that he had came to sort of self proclaimed, or is that? I thought that was pretty good. Yeah,
0: I, I can see it. That makes sense. I, it, it, listen, when you Era. talk about heavy metal, oh, yeah. you talk about Black Sabbath, yeah. right? I mean, as as one of the progenitors of,
1: of heavy metal. You know what I mean? That's a say, good literary word there. Thank progenitors. you. Progenitors. I do my best. Nicely done. We talked about his brummy accent earlier. Spent six weeks in prison as a youngster for stealing clothes, and his dad wouldn't pay the fine to get him yeah. out of jail to teach him a lesson. I thought that was pretty and, cool.
0: And I think, if I remember, I'm trying to pull the story out of my brain, um, because basically he went in, he, he tried to steal a TV and some clothes, and the TV ended up falling on him. <laughs> and... And he had to leave it behind, and he grabbed some clothes, but he didn't realize that they were kids' clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's aw- it that's did an him zero good. Thief. He was a sucky thief. That's awesome. And then his dad wouldn't pay his fine awesome. to get
1: him out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, that's, that's funny. Uh, geezer Butler started the band um, after reading stuff on The Occult. Music's pretty dark. Um, met Sharon, his wife. Uh, she was a receptionist for Black Sabbath, uh yeah. for the band manager, Don Arden. I thought who that was, was her dad. Who was her she, oh, okay. was sh- she was Sharon Arden. Okay. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, the last tour um with Black Sabbath was Never Say Die. Uh and the only reason I bring that up is the opener was a little known band known as Van Halen. Van Halen. So there you go. Never Say Die, also the title of a nineteen eighty one Petra album, for those of y'all Petra <laughs> wow. fans okay. like myself. I'm sure, people that listen to Petra also really? listen to Black Sabbath. So you're telling me I know, that Petra I know, three years after, after Black Sabbath. I know. After, wow. I know. I I I yeah, wow. I know, I know. Come on. Uh, the vocalist that replaced Ozzy, you know that in Black Sabbath? That, that'd be Ronnie, Ronnie James Ronnie Dio. Ronnie James Dio, play a little bit of <laughs> Holy R- Let's Ride That Tiger, buddy. <laughs> Any chance we get, let's ride it.
0: <laughs> it's not Halloween without some spooky sounds, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, that's true. This is definitely what you what you play, what you play yeah, while kids are walking up to your house? That's
1: right. <laughs> that's good. That's neat. Yeah. And don't worry, it's going to come out of nowhere when you least <laughs> expect it. The guitar part, horrible fade in. Oh, that's true. Mm, that's good.
0: All right, I'm skipping it.
1: I'm skipping ahead. I want to hear the lyrics. These
0: lyrics really speak to me. <laughs>
1: See his stripes, but you know he's clean. There it is. Rob's favorite line <laughs> in metal history. Oh, man. Any chance we get to ride that tiger? We're ride gonna, that tiger. We're going to do it. Uh, started Ozfest. Pretty big gig. I mean, no I mean, big deal.
0: Name it after yourself. Why not? That he, was one of his most lucrative things. Mm-hmm. Like, after being the front man for Black Sabbath and selling selling seven, seven platinum albums as a solo
1: artist, Ozfest turned out to be one of his biggest things. Yep. yep. He had that Osborne show. I mean, I mean, that was kind of a big deal there for a That work. was a thing. It really
0: was. It, it was, was a huge shockingly big for thing. For a long
1: time. And like, I didn't get it. I watched a little I bit. Either. I didn't get it. I yeah. didn't understand. It's weird.
0: Like I didn't want to sit around and watch Ozzy Osbourne be mad Drool. about his dog pooping in yeah. the floor. Yeah.
1: You know? like it Mumble.
0: It's weird.
1: Yeah. He's got 15 tattoos. Uh, the most famous is the Ozzy on his knuckles. Um, Greatest song title that he wrote. I think this is great, but this kind of ties back into the blizzard of Oz. He had a song called Osmosis. Osmosis, Uh, I think that's that's pretty brilliant. Uh, And he says he's not a Satanist, for those of y'all that are worried. He's a member of the Church of England and supposedly prays before each show. He's Anglican. But not to the devil. He prays. (laughs) Um, He did bite the head off a bird, though, one time at a show. It was a bat. Spit it off. No, wait. Oh, it was a bird? Okay. Bird. And then somebody at a show in 82, that was in 81, so somebody in 82 handed him a bat, okay. which he claims he thought was a rubber like bat. rubber, okay, yes. But it wasn't, and he bit the head off it and thus had to be treated for rabies, and that okay. was the thing. So he bit the head off the bird. That was okay. That was classic Aussie. I did and not know the bird story. The bird was first in 81, and okay. then somebody handed him the bat, so he thinks it's a prop. Not a prop. Not a, Not Actual a prop. Actual bat. Actual bat that he said actually bit him as he was biting off the head. So anyway, so
0: there you go. Happy he, thoughts. He said, "I just looked up some Ozzy quotes because you know he's he's pretty quotable." Go for it. Uh, and uh, one of his one of his was, "I got rabies shots for biting the head off a bat, but that's okay. The bat had to get Ozzy shots.
1: Oh yes, that's yeah. well said. Well said. Um, so that's Ozzy on guitar. Randy Rhodes. Ah, oh, big Randy Rhodes fan. We talked a little bit about him of Quiet Riot prior to Ozzy. Died in a plane crash in 82. And um, we'll talk about that here in a minute. One of the founders of neoclassical metal, uh, most notably uh, neoclassical metals, probably Richie Blackmore of Deep Purple and Ingve yeah. Malmsteen. That's kind of the neoclassical metal. Yep. Modern neoclassical style, probably go Petrucci. Yeah. Uh, Tony Macalpine. somebody like that would be the ones yep. that you more no- uh, newer, newer cats would know. Grew up without a stereo in his house which I thought was kind of neat. His mom was huh. a piano teacher, and so she's like, we're going cre- to create our own music. Yeah, we're not going to have a stereo. We're going to make our own. Huh. Uh, the first band he formed was in junior high. It was a cover band. Their big hit they would close with was Mississippi Queen by Mountain. That's a great not song. Bad, not huge, bad, Huge fan of that song. Um, at 16, he started Quiet Riot. So 16, he was in Quiet Riot, Man. which ended up being a pretty big band, guys. Yep. Um, How he ended up in Ozzy's A Little Fuzzy. Uh, he, is an, he and Ozzy has a little, have a little bit different takes. Um, apparently, he was practicing in the getting ready to audition. Um, he was doing his practice, and Ozzy offered him the job. Said he never did his audition. Like oh, wow. Ozzy was behind the soundboard or behind the in the control room of the studio. Uh-huh. and told, listen to him warm up. Told his guy, and was like, take that guy. And he was just doing his warm-ups. And so he never really got to audition, but got the job. And never met Ozzy at the audition. Huh. Ozzy just sent somebody out that's like, "You got it. give that guy the, the, the gig. Huh. Um, his last gig was at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum in 82. Really? So just around the corner from us here in Tennessee. So I'm going to tell my, what I've read to be the best version of the death of him. So okay. he was on tour on a bus. Well, the tour bus had trouble with the air conditioner. So while they pulled over to work on the air conditioner on the bus, they had a private pilot named Andrew Acock that was taking members of the band on flights on this private plane without okay. permission. So they're on these private— un- Un, uh, un- unauthorized. Well- unauthorized. Sort of. yeah, that's yeah. what I'm looking for. And they kept trying to buzz the bus. Um, yeah. For y'all that know about what buzz, like if you've seen Top Gun where they buzz the tower, they try to get real close. Uh, and one pass, the wing clipped the bus, and kind of the rest is history. Um, the keyboardist, his name was Don Airy, and he says he saw Rhodes and Acock struggling on the plane. And the next thing he knows is they were thrown out, all three of them thrown out the front of the windshield, oh, and there wow. was just parts everywhere. Um, ironically enough, Randy Rhodes collected toy trains, so huh. and they wrote Crazy Train. So Interesting how about that. Uh, okay, yeah, I had that story flipped. I've always thought he, thought he, he was on, on the bus, bus. and they yeah. hit, and they hit the bus. No, okay. he was in the plane. I gotcha. Um, gear. You said you asked about gear? Yeah. I think the the guitar he played on this was the Carl Sandoval Polka Dot V. Okay. So it's the V okay. with the polka dots on it. Okay. And then, I don't know why I went strings, just because that's what... And <laughs> he played GHS Boomers exclusively. Okay. Wow. Which you guitarists know that's like a 12-minute lifespan. They're right. the worst <laughs> strings ever, other than maybe Ernie Ball Super Slinkies. Yeah. But they're terrible. You have to change them. Like, I yeah. hate Boomers, personally. I don't yeah. know if you've ever played I'm them. I'm not a fan. Um, So, yeah, that's my Randy Rhodes. They're Rhodes. the ones that you keep just in case... Yeah, if it, you break a string, yeah. oh, grab a grab, grab a that. single boomer. Yep, you don't. You're not going to put on a pack of boomer. I don't even think they have gauges. I think it's one gauge. It's like, <laughs> they're, all the same. <laughs> they're all the same. Lights, heavies. They're all heavies. It's like that's all you get. Um, on bass, Robert John Daisley. I know you said you may want to touch bass on him yeah. in a minute. Started playing guitar at age thirteen. Joined a band called Chicken Shack on bass in 1972. Then Mungo Jerry in really? 1973. He was in Mungo. Bass Jerry? player for Mungo Jerry. Robert John Daisley. Wow, we talked about him in the past about those those guys. Then uh, Richie Blackmore's band Rainbow. Um, he was fired uh, before the release of Blizzard of Oz from Ozzy's band, and thus wasn't con- c- credited. But definitely contributed as he played bass and did the backing vocals on this track. Um, and then you, I know you probably got a little on that story. Do you have a little bit about that story?
0: I do. Yeah, I have. Uh, so what's happened has is now was he he was fired before
1: the release Blizzard of, the of Oz. Oz
0: came out? Yeah. Okay, I was thinking it was the next one, but maybe I'm maybe I'm mis misremembering something. Um, he first of all he he says that Blizzard of Oz. Uh, You may have this in your notes as well. He says that Blizzard of Oz was supposed to be the band name, not the album. That that he and the other bandmates were under the
1: uh, impression impression
0: that a band was being formed and it was going to be called Blizzard of Oz. And then they saw the album art... And it said it's in just, huge letters, Ozzy Osbourne. It's just him on the cover. And with in the, small letters. Yeah, it's just him on the cover. And in, in small letters, it says Blizzard of Oz. Um, and they had talked about using his name, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, uh, even calling it like Ozzy uh, Osbourne and, and Blizzard, Blizzard of Oz. Oz or something like that. Um, but they they didn't realize until the until the album came out that it was basically It's it him was, and their Ozzy and just, yeah. And know. these guys. Yeah. Um, but uh listening to uh listening to some interviews, it sounds like Ozzy's writing parts in these songs really weren't that much his contributions were really melodic if
1: anything just singing it
0: and uh yeah um which is interesting i i just assume it's the kind of thing that you assume
1: you, because somebody's
0: singing it that he wrote yeah, it yeah he had
1: to write any you know what you i mean? think he's super musical because he has so many songs he's written so many songs but yeah you know. but
0: apparently his contribution was mostly melodic and that that daisley and rhodes wrote a lot of you know daisley would write the lyrics and Rhodes would write the music, and then you know Ozzy would do some some melody, if anything. A Couple times. Uh, but sometimes yeah. the drummer would come up with the melody, you know that kind of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, so Bob Daisley has sued uh, Ozzy a couple of times now um, <clears throat> for um, um, royalties, right? That he that he felt that they were owed and didn't get, and he's he's done. Apparently, he's been pretty. Um, pretty regularly doing like audits of, of Ozzy's business stuff to make sure that they were getting what they were supposed to be getting. And so a couple times he's found what he believed to be a discrepancy that like basically Ozzy's company was, was taking out money before they paid royalties. And then so they were getting less than they were supposed to. Um, and so he sued a couple of times. And so what happened, actually, it led to a different version of the first two, Ozzy solo albums being released. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2002, uh, a reissue replaced the original drum and bass tracks with new tracks from Robert T- Robert Trujillo, who is now with Metallica, Metallica's guy. but who was playing with with Ozzy at the time, and Mike Borden uh, of Ozzy's band and Faith No More. Um, apparently, as a kind of a vengeful move on the part of. Sharon, Ozzy's wife mm-hmm. and manager, who was upset that the original uh, co-writer and bassist, Bob Daisley, had sued Ozzy over performance royalties. The expanded edition of Blizzard uh, that you now hear on streaming platforms, which is what we just played from, is, uh, has reinserted the original tracks. But the, the 2002 version is still out there to be heard, if you would like to hear a little bit of it. Go for it. It's the same, but it's weirdly different. Uh, And I feel like the drums in particular you hear the difference on. I like Trujillo's bass tone. Uh, It's cool. It sounds a little meatier. But the drums feel very loose in spots. The 16th notes on the hi-hat come off really loose in spots. A little bit more grit on the bass.
1: Yeah. A little punchier. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Of course, it's the original guitar tracks. It's Randy Rose guitar tracks.
1: Because why would you ever want to do anything yeah. different?
0: See what I'm saying about the hi Like, yeah. It's got a little swing
1: to it. But that's how it goes. The bass is definitely different, though it fills it in a little more, whereas the original is yeah. a little spacier. Yeah, the bass sounds more modern. Yeah. It's kind of that thing of where, um,
0: you remember when you remember when Van Halen replaced Michael Anthony on their first album cover with Wolfgang Van Halen after he started playing <laughs> yeah. bass with him? It was kind of like that. It's kind of a it's a definitely a jerk move. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but that has been that ship has been righted, and the version that you hear now is is uh you know the originals. But uh so. <clears throat> so that they went to court over that Daisley lost, um, and, uh, took them back to court again in 2016 for a, for a new batch of the same reason. Um, and, um, I, I saw that that went to arbitration in 2017. I couldn't find though, if the result, okay. if, if it came to a, you know, who won, who lost kind of thing. Um, so yeah, that's that's my stuff on bass. Lads lazy. hating on lads,
1: right? Yeah, uh-huh. he uh, left Aussie for a band called Uriah Heap. Yeah, their big song is Stealing, probably. Ironically enough, <laughs> Stealing. Um, gear he used on this: um, Gibson EB three white bass. It's the same bass that Jack Bruce of Cream used. Okay, so if, you, if those of you all that look at that, um, that's probably the best way to look at it. Yeah. Or Peter Cetera's Chicago in the seventies before he went to use a. P bass. He was using that one. Not a lot of like Gibson bass players out there. That's right. Not a ton. That was his. That was his thing. However, after Blizzard, (laughs) he only used a Fender Precision P bass. Okay. And he always played through a Mark Head. Apparently, I got. I heard this too. That he played through the Mark Head through Randy Rhodes Marshall stack. The like as the cabinet. Um, which is weird. Interesting. Um, I would think that. I don't know why you would do, Maybe Yeah, do for, not enough bass out of it. Yeah, that. I don't know. Maybe 12 that's, inch speakers. Yeah, I don't know why he, he did that. And I can't verify that, but I read somebody saying that that's what he did um, through some gear, gear uh, blogs and stuff. Um, on drums and vibra slap. Yeah. Lee Kerslake uh, played with Head Machine and Toe Slap in the 70s prior to Uriah Heep and Ozzy. So, section to talk about the vibra slap. Yeah. Um, which is the. The shaker thing you hear at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I'll try to describe it the best way I can, and then I'll probably just read the like Wikipedia description um, just so that y'all know. It's a percussion instrument consisting of a piece of stiff wire bent into a U-shape connecting a wood ball to a hollow box with metal teeth inside. This is a quote, by the way. The percussionist holds the metal wire in one hand and strikes the ball, usually against the palm of their hand. The box acts as a resonating body for a metal me- mechanism placed inside a number of loosely fastened pins or rivets that vibrate and rattle against the box. The instrument is a modern version of the Jawbone. So, there you go.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I never thought about it as a version of the
1: Jawbone. But, yeah, okay. The old, the old Vibra Slap.
0: The old Vibra Slap. All the high school percussion players know what you're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: So, that's the Meet the Band
0: section. All right. Man, we met that band. We did. We met the band. We met more than the band because we met Extra Band. We met, we met Robert the... Trujillo and, and uh, what's his name? Honorable
1: mentions. Greg Leon uh, earlier.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and Drummer. How about it? Drummer dude from Faith No More uh three grammy wins for ozzy and eight nominations he's a double rock and roll hall of fame member uh, with both uh solo and with black sabbath he has since sort of reconciled with sabbath and mm-hmm. they performed together a few times and um and you know he's kind of semi-retired at the moment i mean Ozzy, i don't know that he's actually ever going like, to
1: retire i'm done
0: mm-hmm. yeah but uh, you know, he's a recipient of the Ivor Novello Award for uh, Lifetime Achievement from British the British Academy of Songwriters, Composers, and Authors. Um, and I don't have I don't have a ton else. Can you name I, any
1: famous trains? That's I was famous trying, trains. Just um, trains that you can name. I can name two. I can only think of two. Okay. I want to tell mine because I don't want you to nail mine.
0: Yeah, like, go for it.
1: Cannonball. And I only had help from that because of Lake Winnie.
0: Okay, all right. So, the
1: Cannonball was a pretty famous train, I think. And I think there was one called the Orient Express.
0: I was going to say, there's yeah, there's like... I don't know if
1: you can count Polar Express from the movie. (laughs) Sure, why not? Those are the only trains I could really think of. Um, Famous trains.
0: There's the 310 to Yuma. I don't know the name of the train, okay. but it was a train, you know. There was
1: that last train to Clarksville. Last
0: train to Clarksville. No, How know. about uh Beatles? How about the one after nine oh nine? Okay. I don't know what that train was, but it was the one after nine oh nine. So there apparently nine oh nine was one of the trains. There you go. And then there was there was another one, yeah. Um, you ever stayed
1: at the Oh Chattanooga Choo Choo?
0: Yeah, of course. Have you? Pardon sta- me, boy. <laughs> is that the? Yeah. Have you ever
1: stayed in one of the box cars?
0: No, I've been in one of the box cars, but cool. I've, I've never stayed at one. I
1: think that's a neat idea. Yeah, how about that?
0: <laughs> yeah. how about the kid from Chattanooga? Can't remember the I Chattanooga. I, d- Choo Choo I Choo. didn't
1: even think of it either. Right <laughs> now. I did get the cannonball though. Thanks yeah.
0: For, like, he... Um, I do want to talk about the guitar solo. Okay. Um, let's play it. This is. Let's listen to it and then let's let's falling over it. First of all, this walk up. That is a crazy train. That is the sound of going off the rails on a crazy train. We hit this bridge with these cool drums here. The triplets. In the reissued version, those are just 16th notes. And I don't like it. Back to that nasty riff again.
1: Um, finger taps. How about some finger taps for Randy Rhodes? Did you hear what Van Halen said about it? No, he's like, yeah, he's okay. <laughs> he's like, he's he doesn't do he's anything er, er, inventive or. Er, yeah, he's, I mean, like, he's was, trying to be me, right? What he's saying.
0: Yeah, I was still in that era. I mean, Van Halen's was his style was still very fresh at that point. Mm-hmm. The Van Halen one album was two years old at this point, so everybody's kind of getting. Into that imitative phase there, uh, and he was probably pretty protective of it at that point. That's you know, my thing. This is the guy that used to turn his back to the audience so they couldn't figure out what he was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, one of the things I really like about this solo, and this is not uncommon, but uh, it does something that I love. This this solo is doubled, so he's you know what you hear is actually him playing it twice as close to the same exact same as he can. Um, now that's impossible. It's a, it's like a physical impossibility that you can't exactly match. Um, there's too much variable. Um, so one of the things that you get in, in this, one of the last phrases is him doing a two note tapping thing. Um, and then he moves it up. He goes, (laughs) you know what I'm talking about? And it's, uh, um, And he's just basically tapping as fast as he can. It's not in a rhythm. It's not 16th notes. It's not, um, you know, let me just play that one little second again so you can hear kind of specifically what I'm talking about. Right here. Okay, where he kind of does that. And it's a two-note thing that slides up the neck. But because he's playing it doubled, And because it's not a particular um, tempo he's playing at, it's not a particular, you know, it's not 16th notes or whatever – the notes kind of just bounce around all over the place, and it almost makes a harmony with itself. Is that what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. they're not—they can't—they're not exactly in time with each other. Mm-hmm. So you've just got these notes bouncing around like ping pong balls everywhere. Um, and I love that. It's—it adds this element of like everything is pretty exactly the same up till there. You know, it sounds kind of chorusy, or whatever, because it's being doubled. And then you've got that where it sort of splits apart, and it's—and it's split in your ears if you're listening in headphones. It's—they're on—it's on both sides um and uh and i just love that effect where everything is the same and then the guitarist does something that can't be duplicated exactly it becomes chaos and it becomes yeah Organized it becomes a chaos. thing my, my favorite instance of that is on a song called the island sea by ty tabor from king's x um and uh and he does that with the guitar part and i'd like to play it for you because when else am i going to get to play this This is from the album Moonflower Lane, which is just one of my favorites. I just love this album so much. One of his solo projects. At the end of this guitar solo. this Guitar sounds great. I know, right? This is all a doubled solo. But at the end, he's going to do this fast thing. Right here. Right, So both guitars are doing the same thing, but they can't do it at the same exact time because he's just going for it, you know what I mean, as fast as he can do the thing. So it's hard to to match those things up, and it ends up making what I think is a really cool effect. Some people might see it as a as a, a negative, you know what I mean, that they
1: don't match up exactly. I really like it. Uh, one of my favorite all-aboards that's not on this song, <laughs> um, I am a fan, and uh, this is completely opposite end of the spectrum, of Cool Mode. D. You know, Cool oh, Day? I can't say that I know Cool Mo I know I can uh, sing all of "How You Like Me Now." Okay, like I can do it from start to finish. Okay. So one day we'll have a wrap off, and I'll do. <laughs> I'll do. I'm going to do "How You Like Me Now," um, but it starts with "All Aboard." Does so let's now. hear a little bit. All aboard the night train, oh. and then it gets funky. "How You Like Me Now." All aboard the night train, and there you go. <laughs> wow. There's another all aboard. How about that? I had no idea you were a big Cool Moddy oh, guy. Oh man, I can kill this. That's I'll so slaughter funny. it someday. <laughs> oh, but not today because we're on Aussie. Yeah. Um, covers? Not really any covers that I could notably pick out, with the exception of one. Uh, the Little John Trick Daddy Twista version. Excuse me. What? Okay. I, I figured that you would know this. So this is another rap that I'm, <laughs> I'm about still to- trying
0: to recover from whatever it is you look- just said. Okay.
1: Look up. Um, it's called Let's Go, and this is. Uh, little John, okay. the aforementioned <laughs> Little John. I was going to say, what threw me, what kept me from, from understanding the immediately John.
0: That, that this was a collaboration okay. was that you said, so you said Little
1: John. So you said – Little John, Trick Daddy, Trick Daddy, Trick all kind of ran together. Sorry. And I thought this
0: was one was person's
1: em- – is this one rapper's name? <laughs> I was embracing my flow. Okay, so Little John, <laughs> Trick Daddy, and Twista – have a song called "Let's Go." Okay, that and you're gonna think I'm a sacrilege for saying this, but every time I hear the "All Aboard" and the intro chord, I immediately reference this in my head. Okay, <laughs> so, all right, here we go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, wow. I have to edit this one. I should have said <laughs> non-explicit. We're the not explicit. The one. Let's stop right here. <laughs> We're good. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't think of that. I think of the edited version.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? What? What? <laughs> y'all ready to play some football? <laughs> 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 <Not> the football <laughs> version, oh. that's what I mean. Oh. Let's, go. Let's go. If you want it, you huh. can it, let me know. Wow.
1: No, I've not heard this. Oh, man. I'm not mad at it. Twista goes super fast. I can't keep up with him because he's Twista. Well, not right here, but later. Everybody knows somebody that knows somebody. I'm not mad it, at it. I'm really not. That's cool. Yeah. So All anyway, right. that's a, that's the closest thing to a cover I'll do, because I'm not going to play Lazy Brain by The Apologetics. Okay. Just to spare you. Ew. I know. Ah. I know. I know. I'm an Apologetics fan. Rob ah. hates everything about them. But Man. they mean well. They do mean well. Out are winning the lost. They're trying to do good. They are. They're just not. They're awesome. I love <laughs> those guys. Okay, so the other thing, walk-up songs. So for those of y'all Me and Rob are Braves fans yeah. The other thing I think of Every time I hear this song Is Chipper Jones That's right Larry Chipper Jones Larry Yeah Larry Jones Chipper Hall Jones. of Famer Hall of Famer Chipper Jones This was his walk-up song It was um, So I don't know If you think of any other If you know any other Good walk-up songs I I've got do. a few
0: I have a few And then I have a, I have a
1: couple Special shout-outs Okay um, So one of my
0: All-time favorite Braves walk-up songs And I think we've Talked about this before You want me to play Clips of these You can't
1: just I, uh, you could say the ones where they merit it. Play it.
0: The, ones that, uh, the one one of my favorites is uh, Brian McCann, who played for the Braves when he was younger than away, and now is back. Uh, he used to always come up to uh, "All I Do Is Win" by mm-hmm. DJ Khaled. Yeah, great walk up song. That's good. It's it got good the feel. crowd into it every time. You
1: can play a little of that so okay. you can get to get the people on their feet right. for a minute. Especially since we just came out of Trick Daddy, I feel like we can pull this off.
0: DJ Khaled. Hey! So they start it here. All I do is win, 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 no matter what got money on my mind they stop it here.
1: up
0: And they just stop it, it there. It. right yeah yeah. And it, it doesn't come
1: back with it the, and they stay there. That's right. Uh, so that's a good one.
0: Yeah, so that's a, that's a great one. Actually, you know that's a weird thing? My wife is a huge fan of that song.
1: Whoa, she loves. Would have that never song picked that so much. Crystal, we know you're listening to this episode, and we know you got super stoked on the Tate Boar section because yeah. he's your favorite. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sticking with us through mm-hmm. uh, through this portion. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I should say my favorite. I'll go ahead and do one I like Cespedes that he comes out to the Circle of Life. The yes! intro,
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> yes. hilarious. Jonas Cespedes for the for the Mets comes out for that's, that's the Circle one. of Life. So weird. I like it when guys choose weird or ironic choices. Uh-huh. Yeah, you that's, know. that's good. Um. Craig Kimbrell for the Braves came out to Welcome to the Jungle, which is okay. always cool. He that's was their, their, you know, their fiery closer reliever. And so it was sort of a... Int- oh, man. Closers yeah. like to intimidate with oh, theirs. I Th-
1: didn't even have this on my list, but if we can do relievers, then we got to do uh, Mariano, Mariano Rivera, Rivera coming yeah. out to Inter Sandman. Inter Sandman. Yeah, yeah that's good. Absolutely. Uh, Wilmer Flores came out to I'll Be There for You by the Met.
0: Which is really funny. Yeah. Apparently, he learned English by watching Friends over and over and over oh, and over. okay. Over. I didn't like, know that story ties in with that. That's yeah. good. So... He's he's got a he's got a good reason to use it. Um I ha- I haven't heard this personally, but apparently uh, Kyle Schwarber for the Cubs uses or used to use thuggish ruggish bone, uh-huh. which I think is hilarious. Yep,
1: yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I had uh Chase Utley come out to Cashmere by Led Zeppelin. I'm gonna go So ahead- does Scott Kazmier. Oh, it's smarter for him. Yeah. Yeah, good job. Sorry, Chase. You got you got the boot. I'm gonna give my favorite because I wanna make sure I get it. Yep. Julio Franco yes. comes out to God is in control let's, by Twila Paris. Let's play a little bit. Another of that. one for Crystal. Crystal, <laughs> this is for you. No, Lee yeah, Leah's the one that likes Lila Twyla Ronco, Paris. Yep. Yeah, sorry about that.
0: Here we go. Who doesn't like Twilight Paris? Everybody
1: likes Twilight Paris. Julio Franco, here's your walk up
0: song. This is literally I can't remember what number he was. He was like number forty nine or something. Was, yeah. Or maybe that was just
1: his age. I don't know. He was old. Second baseman, old. former ranger. True, here we go, Who's everybody. 49, Julio Franco. <laughs> How would you hate to be the pitcher? I don't have a chance. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll be like, well, all right. God, there you, there you God's here. about to make you strike out, man. <laughs> You Intentional can, walk. You talk to him about it That's when you right. when you That's
1: why your batting average is 142. <laughs> That's
0: right. When you hit into a double play, you go talk to God about my it. My goodness. <laughs> Good job, Julio. That's great. That's great. Uh okay. I have um uh Shin Su Chu, uh kind of a journeyman, played with the Reds, Rangers, lots several different teams. He comes out to regulate, which I think is oh, awesome. Yes. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. Which is
0: goodness. awesome. Um, we may
1: do regulate on here. If nothing else, we're going to, yep. If nothing else, we're going to at least do the rap all the way through. Yeah. Uh, it was a
0: clear black night. Anyway. A clear white moon. Um,
1: maybe it is, you know? Maybe that's your Halloween. That's, oh, okay. Uh, hopefully, you
0: it is a clear black night with a clear white moon. And Warren, Warren G, G is was on the, the streets, streets trying, trying to consume, consume some, oh some skirts goodness. for the E so yeah. I
1: could get some Oh here we go. Yeah, we're gonna okay. kill it. All right. I'm Nate Dog. <laughs> Just, Just hit, hit the, the east side <laughs> of the LBC on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Okay. All right. Uh so I, I do wanna
0: give, while we're talking about this, a a different kind of walk-ups, uh a shout out to uh, Matthew Kaminsky, who is the organist for the Atlanta Braves. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, oh, so he's messaged
1: us. he messaged him.
0: He has listened to the show before. I don't know, you know, I don't have any reason to think that he's necessarily listening to every episode at this point, but he's listened to the show, and, I, and I'm a huge fan of his. I go to Braves games when I can, and I listen and watch on TV uh, when I can't go. And uh, and so he does this great thing. We may have even mentioned it before on the show um, that he kind of uh, he doesn't like to use the phrase trolls players, but he kind of has fun with player names or you know, things that people know about players when they come to the come up to bat. And so so when the Braves players come up, they play these, you know, pre-recorded tracks, all I do is win, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Crazy train. Um, but he plays something on the organ that is kind of a play on a player's name, that kind of thing. So I just picked out a few favorites that he's done recently. And he always he, – he gets help from people. Like he takes suggestions on Twitter and Facebook, and then every day he posts uh, a series of tweets that are the opposing team's lineup and the and the – songs that he's going to play for their players. And he, he might play two diff, two three different songs for the same player in a given night if he's got good, you know, good options. So like um one of his one of his ones that he's most well known for is playing there's a player named Lucas Duda who played for the Mets uh and uh, he played Camptown races when he come up. Camptown sing this song Duda Duda, Duda. right? Okay. <laughs> um for Teoscar Hernandez the other night he played I Love Trash. Uh, from from Oscar the Grouch, ah, right? Okay. So it's like stuff like that, right? Uh, when Ryan Braun got popped for performance enhancing drugs, uh, the next time he came to Atlanta, he would play Your Cheating Heart <laughs> for Ryan Braun. <laughs> yes. Um, that's awesome. Will Myers, who played for the uh, for the Rays, and uh, does he still play for the Rays? I can't remember. He would play the Stranger Things theme because oh, of the character Will Byers. Myers, from that's good. Stranger
1: Things. That's awesome. Um,
0: for Jose Abreu, he plays the Neverending Story. Yeah. Oh like, uh, bro yeah.
1: you oh that's so good
0: and uh I love that <laughs> And uh, uh, for Corey Seager, he plays old time rock and roll. Seager, you, you know, know what I mean? It's just, good. It's, oh, it's so good. Man, it's fun stuff like that. So check him out. He's follow at Braves Organist on Twitter. If you're if 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 that is of any interest to you, you should follow him because he it comes up with some great stuff and he gets some great suggestions online. It's a lot of fun, and it, you can hear it on the broadcast too. You don't have to go to the Braves game; it'll bleed through. But it becomes like a game within a game. Uh-huh. If you're just if you don't look at what he's posted, then you just sit and you try and make the connections. You know uh-huh. what I mean? You sit and listen to the. Song and go, okay. That's you know what I mean. Why Why is he playing? I love trash. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, to Oscar. Okay, right, all good. right. Yeah, yeah. So, shouts out to Matthew Kaminsky. You're awesome, and uh hope you're doing well. You You do amazing things. You and go, go do you go Braves. Go come brave. on, come on. Let's My do this goodness, thing. That's right. We could already see it's October 31st. We're actually recording this in September. So. Hopefully, we're <laughs> loving life. That's right. And if not, hey, we had a great season. It's you guys. Fun. It's been fun. like you. Yeah. Uh okay.
1: Oh man, and Acuña Jr., Albies, what a wonderful Come year. Come on. I really I love the Braves so They're much. They're so fun. I really do. Post-game They're- interviews are a blast cuz you don't know who's going to interpret and what's going to happen. <laughs> right. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um okay, well, I got one more thing that uh
0: this Solo that we talked about, the guitar solo here by Randy Rhodes is ranked number nine by Guitar World in the top guitar solos of all time. Wow, number nine—that's high. I mean, yeah, come but it's on. sandwiched by. I do. I've got the top ten. Okay, you ready? Uh, Eric Clapton on Crossroads by Cream. Okay, okay. Number number nine, Crazy Train, Randy Rhodes. Number eight, Hotel California by Eagles. Oh, um, nice job. that would be the Joe, Wals- Don Joe Walsh Don, Don, Don Felder slash Don Felder, yeah. Uh, which is uh, amazing. In fact, amazing. We'll I do mean, that one someday. It's top ten, you know. Uh, number seven, one by Metallica. <sighs> I don't think that's the best Metallica solo. Okay, but anyway. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, number six, November Rain. Yes. It's hard to argue. I got mean, it. that's got to, That's up there. It's not. It's not mind blowing, but it's perfect. So singable, and it's, it's two parts. Yes. Go back
1: and listen to our November Rain that's episode right, from Closer last of last season. Yeah.
0: It like. Uh, it's, we, yeah, we talked about it. Anything for, you for want to know about there. it, it's in there. That's Always. right. Uh, slash is overrated. Um, <laughs> He's the best in your local town. <laughs> uh, number five, Jimi Hendrix, All Along the Watchtower. Okay. Uh, number four, Comfortably Numb. Yes. Uh, yeah, I David see that. Gilmore, Pink Floyd. Number three, all right. Guess the top three. Nah, no. You got it. No, no, no. You, you got it. This is not, there's nothing that is, is out of reach on this list, right? It's the top, top three guitar solos. Think guitar solos that people holler out and want to hear.
1: Freebird, You play okay. Play Freebird, Freebird is number three. Okay. All right,
0: uh, it's okay. So you're you're playing some rock and roll on a on a guitar, and someone goes, "Oh, dude, can you play?" Eruption, yes, Eruption is number two, and number one, uh, it's the number one rock song of all time. Sweet
1: Child of Mine, I don't nope. know, no, nope. no, I don't know. Oh, rock song of all.
0: time. Go older. Number one, number
1: one oh, rock Chuck song B- of all time. Johnny, be good. No, 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 not no. All right, help me. You're you're. Uh, I'm overthinking they it. They don't.
0: Uh, you're not allowed to play it in guitar stores. Oh, stairway to Heaven? You stairway okay, to Heaven. Yeah. yeah. There you go. You are allowed to play it, but in, in the fictional world of Wayne's World, which is one of the all-time best movies ever. I feel like you, I did pretty good getting not, those three. Yes. I'm so, so proud of you. We made it yes. through. So. We, we I play the guitar. We love music. <laughs> we do podcasts. That's right. We do podcast music. That's right. Music is fun. Guys, girls. Happy Halloween. Ladies, gents, werewolves. If That's you're right. out there listening today, <laughs> happy Halloween. Uh, Be safe. Yeah. Be,
1: don't use, be stupid. Use
0: don't, wisdom with the candy. Don't bite heads off anything. That's Remember, right. they're hiding razors in the peanut butter that's candy,
1: right. so be careful. Check all your kids. And if you know kids. where the full size candy bars are, tell uh, your friends. Yeah, be
0: that guy. That's right. Share that location. You that's know, right. on Twitter, Wheatlands in Athens. Just Wheatlands. There drop you. a drop a pin in it so your friends can come find you. That's, that's right. right. And shouts out to all the people who are giving out good candy. Goodness gracious, know that's mean? so nice. Yeah, very
1: kind. I'm not that guy. Sorry, I don't no. have that in the budget. I don't plan that full size candy bar for the children. Right, right.
0: But as long as you're giving out good candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Don't don't bring the don't bring me, you know, um uh, smarties. Yeah. Get the smarties ex- ex- out of my face. I don't
1: want rice cakes. You ain't got to <laughs> make me healthy this <laughs> right? Halloween. This
0: is not the day to make a statement, no, you guys, exactly. about about a childhood obesity. <laughs> Just give the kids their candy. <laughs> That's right. Let them be happy and let their parents worry about how much of it they eat and, and win. And for
1: you kids that are listening, Be don't if they're the people that leave the whole bucket out, don't take the whole bucket. True, it's not funny, it's never funny. You you make people sad when you do that. Yeah, it's
0: true, it's true. Uh, okay. Anything else you need to say about that's Crazy good. Train, Halloween, <laughs> the occult?
1: Uh, anything we got? It. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. We can't wait till next week, coming down the home stretch. Oh yeah! I think we got about four left, so got that's, some doozies. That's right. In the
0: meantime, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know your favorite Halloween uh, memories or walk-up songs for MLB players or, or costumes,
1: Crazy Train stories. Yeah, give us a good train. I know there's a good train out there that we missed. I know there's a good walk-up song we missed. If you're going out there dressed as Robin
0: JP for Halloween that's awesome send us a picture oh yes that's so good if you listen we'll send you a prize of unspeakable value if you show us a picture of you dressed up as robin jp carrying around podcast
1: mics (laughs) or headphones you don't even know what we look like because it's odd audio uh do your best do your best oh i do want to give a quick shout out too because i heard three children sing the the jingle this week we need to do that Uh, this is this is way past since it's dropped but I heard it this week for the first time as we record. So, Rob, you know who they are. Yes, yep.
0: amazing. Shouts out to the Wade kids. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Danger and Lizzie and Phoenix, thank you. You guys are so amazing. Uh, and we love you, and thank you for listening. And thank thank you to your parents day. for letting you listening. Absolutely. Uh, for letting you listening. Hopefully they let you we listen doing- to the Aussie episode. <laughs> we- <laughs> We doing podcast and English. Uh, All right, you guys. We'll be back with another amazing episode celebrating the greatest songs of modern music history next week. But until then, I'm Rob. I am JP. Go listen to some music. Woo!